everybody welcome to unscripted one-on-one -on -one. and uh we were just talking a minute ago but i i could not be more excited uh more honored than i am tonight um i i sent this invite out every now and then you send one out and you're just not sure you know if, if somebody's going to say yes or not but uh zach fleer uh was kind enough uh to say yes so i've been looking forward to this one man for a week i think we put this on the schedule about a week ago um, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I think we may extend our half hour tonight. Um, we got a lot to talk about, but, uh, yeah, so let, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Um, but, uh, yeah, why don't we start there? Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. So my name is Zach Clear. I'm the co-owner, co-founder of 270 Hoops. We cover high school basketball in central Ohio and we host all types of exposure events. We do scouting news videos social media content it's a full-scale operation um, with a team of about seven or eight guys um, and we've actually started covering football too so 270 gridiron is kind of a side project we're doing more of a hobby but um, it's taken off pretty quickly as well too so uh, we just we're passionate about high school sports and passionate about central ohio and you know we cover the area like crazy and we've provided you know some social media content that was very unique when it started and continues to evolve and grow as the years go on. So we are just social, we are Central Ohio high school sports junkies is how I would describe us, but mainly in basketball uh, more than anything. Man, that's that's awesome. And I, I had a couple of notes here that I, that I made today before we met. And again, everybody knows this is unscripted. So uh, we'll see where it goes. But I wanna say we met about, um, gosh, maybe two years ago or was it a year ago? Um, year you started 270 baseball. So you just started yeah. to dip your toe in that water. And uh, we had we had lunch at uh, Rusty Bucket, <laughs> if I remember right. Um, that was about I want to say forty pounds ago on the plus side for me, and the negative side for you. You look great, man. You you obviously uh, you put some time in there. So why don't we start there, man? What what did you decide to do? And you you look great. Um, you, you look fantastic. What what did you decide to do there on a personal side? So my wife and I in April 2019. Uh, shout out to my wife, Lauren. She's amazing. I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff without her. So I want to get that out first. But uh, we went to Pittsburgh in April 2019. And each year I take about a spring trip once the season's over to kind of refresh and recharge. Couldn't do that this year, obviously, with COVID and everything happening. So had a quarantine. But we did that in 2019. And really, I had like a revelation almost uh we were at this hotel and the elevator was packed so we walked up the stairs and i went to the second floor and i was out of breath when i got up there and i'm like okay dude like you've been an i've been an athlete my whole life i've, I've played baseball basketball and been pretty athletic but got to a point where i was you know 225 230 pounds and just was not feeling good i, I was i had heartburn and indigestion all the time i seemed like i had back pain a lot and really it was that weekend where we both looked at each other and we we're like we need to change something here like we we need to stop going out to eat so much we need to get a little more active and made a change then and i, I took off that summer in 2019 from aau stuff because i knew if i was on the road you know every other weekend and you're in the gym till 10 p.m i'm gonna go to taco bell after the event because i've been you know covering the game for 12 hours it seems like for me Anytime after 11 p.m. when I'm driving home, like Taco Bell's the only thing that sounds good. <laughs> and I needed to eliminate myself from having that temptation and um, those type of those type of thoughts and desires. So hold on, sorry. Unscripted. 
It's all <laughs> right. good. Uh, so basically, I'm trying to get my screen just, okay, here we go. Um, so yeah, so I decided I was going to make a lifestyle change. And what I did was uh, really just change my diet and looked at it as if, you know, I didn't gain all my weight in a matter of, you know, two months. So I wasn't going to lose it all in two months. And we stopped eating out altogether. Um, we didn't have fast food for um, really for almost two months when it started off. And um, it just grew into something that I became passionate about because um, then at that point, you know, I, I was packing my lunch for the first time. I, I work, you know, in the car business. So with that, we get a lot of bad food in. Just to be, just for example, just yesterday, you know, Mondays I eat clean. Like that's my restart. And in the morning, someone brought in Wendy's breakfast. And then by lunchtime, like Huntington Bank had brought in an ice cream truck to our dealership. I didn't, I said no to both. So I wasn't doing that before. And I, the lifestyle change I made though, I, I cut my calories under 1800 um, calories per day. I started eliminating like all added sugar. I stopped eating, um, you know, white bread and um, I, I stopped drinking pop altogether. I, I drank nothing but water. I, I drank about 120 ounces of water a day and I was walking three miles a day. I was taking long walks on my lunch breaks and over the course of probably, you know, seven or eight months, the weight fell off. And I was really nervous going into the high school season because I was like, man, I might put this weight back on. I'm be busy. And I didn't. I, I stayed disciplined. And um, shout out to my wife. She keeps me accountable. We've been working out uh, three times a week here since May. Because our diet, we kind of fix the diet. So it's like Sunday through Thursday, we eat at home. We try not to eat out, try not to eat a bunch of sugar. And we work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that was all her. You know, she started that workout plan. And um, she helped me with the diet change because, you know, she does the grocery shopping. So if she's not doing that, then it wouldn't happen. So I, I couldn't have done it without her. Man, I'd say I'm proud of you. Uh, that's, those are, those are, you know, those are big time life changes and I, I need to do the same. <laughs> but uh, that being said, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. Honestly, like I think, like I said, last time I saw you, it was probably, I don't even know, 30, 40 pounds ago, both ways for, for you and me. Uh, unfortunately, I went the other way, but uh, man, that, that, that's, that's dedication. So uh, proud of you for that. But I'm sure a lot of people are not dialing in to, to hear <laughs> that conversation, but I just want to let you know that, man, I, I don't see it too often. So I want to let you know, I'm proud of you that that's good Thanks. stuff. Um, so you, you already answered one of my questions in, in what you were saying there, but um, when, so let's start at the very beginning. It's like, take me back. Um, take me back to the beginning of, because I'm fascinated. That's one of the, and that's why I'm so excited to have you on. I am absolutely uh, inspired and excited by watching you grow i don't know i don't know if it's a business or if it's just a uh, a passion um that 270 has become i i tell people when i when i hear your name see your name if it ever comes up in conversation in my opinion and i mean this full 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 force you're the most powerful man in high school basketball recruiting and and contact and all those things right now and i mean that um and you you may already realize that or embraced it i'm not okay. sure but but man, you're the most powerful name and, and voice in, at least in Ohio, in, in the 270 hoops world, right. you are that most powerful person. And so I'm fascinated to watch, watch you grow, watch 270 hoops grow. And then, like you said, 
and we'll get into that in a little bit, but going to baseball and then football and all those other things, because the reality is what you touch turns to gold at this point, and I'm fascinated by it. I'm inspired by it, and, uh, and I love to learn from other people and just and hear stories. So that's why I want to have you on. Where did you start with 270, and how have you just continued to – and I know, and we'll probably talk about this in a second too, but there's been a lot of grind that this thing just didn't happen overnight. You didn't just sit back and tweet and all of a sudden 270 ha happened. So man, let me let you take it from there, but um, I'd love to kind of see that evolution or hear that evolution and have other people realize how hard you've had to work to make this happen. Yeah. So my whole life, I've had a dream of like being a sports writer. I remember being in elementary school and I would go, I would write in journals, literally like fake fictional football career stories. I had this, quarterback that I made up called like Tubbs McGrubs or something. It was like five, five, 400 pounds, but ran like a four, two forty. I, I would write journals, like fake sports stories. I would watch, you know, kids would wake up and watch cartoons. I was watching sports center every morning. I remember being at the doctor when I was like five and they would ask kids about like Lion King and land before time. And I was talking to the doctor about my favorite NFL logos and <laughs> I'm in kindergarten and kids are like spelling cat and dog. And I was spelling like Cleveland and Oakland and Duke and Kentucky. And I've just, I've been a sports wired media guy like my whole life. And I just had this dream of being a sports writer and in high school, <clears throat> I just played baseball in high school. Like people think that there's like college coaches that think I played like division three college basketball. And I'm like, I wish, I mean, I, I do, but in high school, I just played baseball. I, I that was what I was passionate about. And I, I loved basketball. I played pickup all the time. I'd go to the Grove city YMCA Grove city rec center and I was a central crossing dude. So we didn't get along with Grove city guys. So I'd go there and like talk, talk my, talk my crap and we get into <laughs> it. But that's what I did. I would, I would go play at the rec center, go watch LeBron and the Cavs and then go do my homework and go to bed. But um, it was really in high school, my junior year when Jared Sollinger was at Northland, he was a senior. Trey Burke was same class as me, 2011. Um, Jerry Dixon was at Columbus East and, Ty Kish ran City League Hoops TV. It was a YouTube channel. Um, I was very fascinated with it because I just was able to watch all these highlights of kids around the city. And uh, a little seed was kind of planted there as far as like my passion for City League basketball, local basketball. Um, I got in contact with Anthony Murphy from Cap City Preps and he was covering basketball, football at that time in the City League. And he kind of showed me the ropes a little bit and introduced me to some people. Um, and it kind of spiraled off. I had other passions. I was a senior in high school the next year. And, you know, when you're a senior, like you're worried about prom and you're worried about just stuff that really doesn't matter a year later. But I got away from it. Um, I had met up with Jason Morrow. We were friends in high school. So my co-owner, Jason Morrow, we were friends in high school. We were both sports nuts. And he had a website called Behind the Box Score that he had started up. Um, I started writing for that when I was in high school at the end of my junior year, kind of going into my senior year. And then he went to Ohio State for college. He went to Mansfield for the branch campus. And I had a job and I was just very busy. So it went away and I was into other passions and art forms and stuff that I really liked. I was into hip hop and, um, you know, produced a lot of stuff for some people. I, I had rappers coming over. I was mixing track. Like, I, that's a whole other world that no one knows about. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. that. <laughs> like, I tried to rap a little bit. I did, you know, <laughs> producing and engineering and I would... I was big into like Jay Dilla and Nas and old nineties hip hop. And that's where my like R and B love came from. Cause I would hear it in the samples from my favorite hip hop beats from Dilla and ninth wonder and Dr. Dre and all these guys. But 
so that like music became my thing. It was like my passion into my freshman year of college and then started spiraling off. I started working again and my sophomore year of college at Ohio State, it was, that would have been 2012. Um, Westland High School, I went to Central Crossing. Westland High School was 4-0. and And like, if you know anything about Westland, like when they're good at anything, it's like, well, okay, I need to check this out. Like what's going on? They had two starters on that team that grew up in my neighborhood at Holton Alkire, Southwest side of Columbus, um, Keewan Grace, Devin Williamson, lived in my neighborhood. We played pickup all the time. Those guys had transferred from Central Crossing to Westland. They were two years younger than me, so they were seniors back then. And I decided I want to go see them. I just want to watch a game. It was a Friday night. Um, I was working as a bus boy at Dave and Buster's at the time. And it was like the only Friday that I had off. And I was like, well, I'm going to go watch this game. And I, I remember I couldn't get anyone to go with me. And I was trying to convince my younger brother, who's four years younger than me, or yeah, or six years younger than me, um, to come to the game with me. And he didn't want to do it. My mom like forced me. She said, Kyle, you're going or you're grounded. And I thank my mom for doing that because if she doesn't force him to go, I probably don't go to the game because I was, you know, 20 years old or I was 19 at that time. And I was very socially awkward. I didn't like doing stuff by myself. So I wasn't just going to go to a game by myself. So Kyle went with me. We go to the game. They're playing at Thomas Worthington. It was a battle, went down to the wire. And I remember Kiwan Grace, his older brother, Shawan, who was two years older than me. We went to high school together. He was playing football at Finley. He sent me a message, I think, on Twitter and was like, hey, can you let me know how, your, how my brother did, but does tonight? I can't make it to the game. I was like, I'm just going to live tweet the scores. Just follow that. I don't have to text you. Just follow my Twitter. And at that time, I was like a Twitter power user. I was a dude that was tweeting like 80 times a day about any thought that came across my head. So I've had to do all types of scrubbing on my account because it was just 19-year-old me not covering basketball, had a lot of opinions about the NBA, about all types of stuff where I didn't always use the best language. So that's where I was at that time. And that's where it kind of started. That game was a good game. And I was like, man, this is fun. Like, I want to keep covering this team. I love that team. I started with that Westland team. It was Percy Long was the senior guard on that team. And he was amazing. Like five foot nine, played like he was six ten, And I just fell in love with that team. And I started driver helping at UPS to pay for tuition the next semester. And, um, I decided I'm going to keep going to games. I remember I went to Hilliard Davidson played Westland at home and I literally was wearing my UPS like work <laughs> uniform at the game, live tweeting it. And it was there over at Christmas break that I came into contact with Darren Scarberry, who now works for Slam Magazine as a videographer. He was fresh out of college at that time. He went to Grove City, ended up going to Capitol. He was filming Westland games just for the fun of it because that's what he went to college for. And I saw those videos. He had a video, Weston played at West, and it was like amazing production. And I just, out of, out of a whim, I didn't know him. I just reached out to him like, hey, my name's Zach. I went to Central Crossing. We're kind of from the same area. Um, I see that you're doing videos. I'm going to these games. I love writing. I'm studying, you know, communication in college. We should start a blog together. Um, you can do the videos. I'll do the writing. And we did that. His dad, Darren's dad, had a URL already paid for called Scarberry Media um, or Scarberry Productions that turned into Scarberry Media. So that's where it started. That was the 2012-13 season. I was the Westland High School beat writer. The only following I had was from the kids at Westland. It was a very grassroots type thing starting off. I roped Jason back into it. Um, and I said, hey, like you could cover like Westerville North. You could find a team that could be your team. He was still looking to find that. Well, the thing with 
Darren and I, we covered every Westland game. Westland made it to the district semifinals. And I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I was a Westland homer. I was covering these games, but I'm sitting at half court, like, yelling at – like, I hate to say it now, but, like, I was yelling at, like, Kevin Venata when they were playing Upper Arlington. I didn't know Kevin Venata at that time. And I was just a fan. I was, like, a West Side dude that was happened to tweet about the games. And I had a flip phone, too. That's the thing people don't <laughs> realize. Like, I had a flip phone. I had to text to Twitter to get my tweets out. Goodness. I remember when I got my iPhone, I'm like, man, these dudes are not going to be able to mess with me now because I was beating right. up with a flip phone. Now I got an iPhone and I got a Twitter app and everything. But that's where it started. And Darren and I, once Weston was eliminated, I, I covered Northland High School because they were undefeated into the state tournament. And the season ended and we both looked at each other and we were like, let's cover some AAU. His parents had frequent flyer points built up. We got a bunch of free hotels. We just had to get ourselves there. And we went to AAU events in the summer of 2013 all over the country. Um, Darren and I and then Jason would come along for some of the trips. And I was working as I had stopped working at Dave & Buster's. I got – here's another thing. During that summer or during that winter, I got fired from the, um, the Ohio Call Center, Ohio State Call Center. I was working there. I started there in like summer of 2012 into 2013. And it was the most embarrassing – like I got fired because – I told a joke when I thought my phone was off and it wasn't, and it ended up on some lady's voicemail. I call, I said math debate in this joke, right? Well, the lady thought I said masturbate and thought I left a message about masturbation. So by the time I got caught in, like she's, my boss was like, Hey, we got this awful voicemail that you left on some lady's machine and we have to let you go. And I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I said until my buddy, like three months later, Daniel, who was a, a manager there. I'm like, dude, what did I even say? He's like, uh, lady said you said masturbate, and I knew exactly what it was. I'm like, no, like I said masturbate, but who would have thought those things would rhyme? But anyways, I was working all types of odd jobs to do this, and we covered events all over the summer. I went to the TNBA Top 100 camp. The first player I ever interviewed in person was D'Angelo Russell, which to go from you know my boy Corey Beasler and and Kersey Long and these guys to that was just crazy. I watched Thon Maker play in that event. I watched Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker and Miles Turner and all these guys that are in the league now. And that spiraled on. We went to the Top 100 camp, Adidas Invitational in Indianapolis. We went down to Atlanta for the Battle of the South. We went down to Naples, Florida. Or not Naples, but we went down to Orlando, where the NBA bubble is at now, to cover the AAU National Showcase, the National Tournament. And that was where my following really started to take off because I was covering these, you know, four or five star guys. Right. I had been hired by 24 seven, two sites at 24 seven, the Kansas site and the Georgetown site writing about their prospects. And it was fun. I mean, I made connections with guys like Steven Zimmerman, who was top 10 in the nation. And I'd been retweeted by like Malik Newman, who was the number one player. And I watched D'Angelo Russell play his last AAU game. And this is, July 2013 I'm sitting at that pavilion and Thad Mata is like two rows down on the other side and he starts to leave to get up and I was like hey uh, coach Mata my name's Zach I go to Ohio State um, you know I, I love D'Angelo like it's so cool and he talked to me and I was just like floored that the the head coach at Ohio State like talked to me which is crazy because when I was a driver helper at UPS I was in the Powell area and my driver literally dropped off stuff at Thad Mata's house. I walked <laughs> up to his gate. Yeah. So I went in the span of like seven months from delivering packages to his house to talking to him about DeAndre Russell. 
and that was cool. Like I was yeah. just floored. And then I walk up the stairs there to the pavilion. Anyone who's been there knows what I'm talking about. And two kids from the Columbus area, uh, Manny Powell from Gahanna, Chris Bird from Columbus South, they're playing for Hidden Gems program. They run up to me. They're like, hey, uh, Zach, we, I think they finished like second in their silver or bronze bracket, whatever it was. And they were so excited. And it was in that moment that I had like this revelation that was like, why am I like wasting time covering these four or five star guys that, you know, they don't know me. They don't care what I have to say when I could cover the kids in Columbus that know me, they appreciate anything I have to say about them and they're going to love the coverage. And it was at that moment that I decided I want to create something in Columbus, like what ESPN has for the four and five star prospects. Hmm. And the seed was planted there. It wasn't able to develop for another two and a half seasons because after that summer, I got hired by Land Grant Holy Land, the Ohio State website, because I was sending them scouting reports on prospects and guys at Ohio State was recruiting for so long that they finally were like, hey, let's just bring you on. Um, I left Scarborough Media to do that. The next year, Prep Hoops Ohio hired me to launch their Ohio site. And they told me that it would be, you know, half paid articles, half free articles. By that point, like, my passion was to provide coverage for kids in Columbus. It was really the city league to start off, like, because there was nobody doing it at that time. Yeah. There was no one really going to games. I helped a kid like Charles Holland at West who ended up playing football at Tiffin, but he was a leading scorer in Central Ohio and had no film and had never heard from a college coach for basketball. And I just thought that was unbelievable. Like, you're averaging 25 points per game in an area where there's Jack Gibbs and Jay Sean Tate and – and Javon Bess, and you're averaging more points per game than them, and the college coach doesn't even know who you are. That's where it kind of was that passion, like identifying right. kids, providing exposure for them, opportunity for them to further their careers. Like it was planted in that 2013-14 season because that's when I officially branched out. And I was a grinder. I went to open gyms damn near every day. I, I would go to George, I would go to Groveport on Saturday mornings to go to their open gym and meet the coaches. I went to just about every school you could think of to introduce myself to the coaches that were around to the players that were around. And it's just, it's grown like crazy. It was after that prep hoops year where I had a disagreement with, you know, the CEOs and the guys that run that company and, you know, they have a business to run. So they weren't wrong with what they said, but you know, they were like, Hey, you're covering some of these teams, you know, really city teams that there's not a lot of subscribers from those schools. And, you know, we, for the best of our business, like we don't want you going to those games because they're not subscribing. You know, we'll find ways to cover those kids. And that really rubbed me the wrong way because it went uh, directly against kind of where my heart was and where my vision was. So when that happened, I was like, I don't need these guys as much as they need me. I can, my, my, my audience is going to follow me no matter where I go. So why not own my own thing? And I have to give a lot of credit to Joey Mueller, um, who owns Flag Football Fanatics. I was working for him during the summer, I think in 2014, because I was literally broke because I was going on AAU trips and not getting paid for the basketball stuff. And he just heard my passion and like my knowledge. And he was like, dude, you don't need to work for anybody else. Like you need to run your own stuff because anyone else is just going to hold you back. You know, you be able to control your own narrative. And that's where that, you know, entrepreneurship was kind of that seed was planted as well but it was in 2015 where I graduated from Ohio State prep hoops was paying me like a thousand dollars a month and I couldn't leave because at that time I needed that money and it was when I got a full-time job and I was interning at the Columbus Chamber of Commerce I had a conversation with one of the top guys there and he was just I was like fresh out of college he's like man what do you want to do like what, what what's what's your dream and 
I was like, my dream is to find a full-time job that pays me a de decent enough salary that's weekdays, Monday through Friday, that I can go cover basketball at nights and on the weekends. And he just looks at me crazy and is like, that's your dream? I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, I, I love covering hoops. And he just thought that was crazy. He's like, no, go find a career. And I'm like, no, I don't want to find a career where I hate what I do eight hours a day. I drive home and then I have an unhappy marriage and kids that drive me nuts. Like, I don't want to do that. I need, I need a passion. And this is my passion. It makes me feel unlike any other thing. And that's by the grace of God, like that's exactly what has happened because I got a full-time job at Tansky Toyota. They offered me a position that I quite frankly, like maybe didn't deserve and just taking it and ran with it. I'm at Buckeye Nissan now. And people, when they say when they, like, Oh, you have a full-time job. Like you sell cars. I don't sell cars. Like I'm in the internet department and I love it. It's a job that, I'm on the computer all day, so it really coincides with what I do with media. So it's been a blessing. And now, you know, when I got to that space where I didn't need prep hoops anymore, I didn't need the money they were paying me, and I could make my own money and not have to charge kids, that's when the possibility for 270 Hoops became a thing. I got with Jason Morrow. He was at Future 150 at the time. Same problems. Like, they were a paywall site. He didn't like that. He just wanted to cover the games. He wanted to cover high school basketball and not fifth and sixth grade prospects in Indiana like that. He wasn't trying to do it for events and exposure. He was trying to cover the game and we were a perfect match. And I was like, let's do this. And he's like, what are we going to call it? Like central Ohio basketball, Columbus hoops. I'm like, nah, man, 270 hoops. And he's like, what? I was like 270 hoops. And initially he didn't like the idea at first and he turned around eventually, but I was like, think about it. We can use the 270 interstate logo. We put a basketball over the zero. I said, everybody who lives in Central Ohio knows what 270 is. I said, if we do this well over time, when people see that sign, they're going to think of us and they're not going to think of the interstate. And that's stuff we don't have to pay for. And when you go on Google and you type in 270 hoops at that time, you couldn't find anything. It was like, did you mean this? Did you mean this? <laughs> the minute we make Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, website, we're going to be number one on Google. We don't have to pay for that. And there's so many businesses that have to pay for that SEO that we don't have to because we're, our name's so unique right. and so niche to this area. And that's where it started in 2015. We started that year when this began. I We drew out like a business plan, like our five-year plan. Like we want to run events and provide exposure. And we've done every single one of those things, but it's grown organically. Like, yes, it has been strategic, but I truly feel like this is what God has called me to do. And that's why I have not gotten money hungry. It's why I haven't gotten greedy. That's why I've changed my, that's why my faith has really driven me to understand that, yes, this is what I do, but it's not my, it doesn't define me. It's not my identity. You know, my identity is in Christ first and foremost. I'm a child of God before anything that I do. And that's helped me to embrace competition or like people in my space and not cast them away or treat them unfairly because I feel they're competing with me. And that's been the biggest shift for me in the last year is getting deeper in my faith and understanding that God has given me this platform. I have to not abuse it. I have to not take it for granted, understand what it is, and then continue to walk in the steps that he has for me. So that's been my biggest thing. And I think that's why we've been able to continue to grow because I'm doing what I'm, what's been called and what I feel God has blessed me with. It wouldn't feel this way if that wasn't the case. I mean, it, you know, when, when something feels right, it just feels right. When it feels wrong, that's the Holy Spirit telling you like, Hey, that guilt you're feeling, you're feeling that for a reason. So that's, it's, it's been a blessing to see how it's all developed. And that's the story. It's long winded, but I, you have to explain every single part of it because 
you don't get the full story. A lot of people think like 270 hoops is just this big thing. Like, no, man, it started with a flip phone, a notebook, and <laughs> Westland High School. Like, to right. where it is now, it's just unbelievable. Three things. If, if you ever put them up on a board and I said, hey, Westland High School, flip phone, and you know, <laughs> you just said, there's no way that's going to succeed. Oh. You know, but but to your point, man, God's good, and and I think when you're in that space, and when you know you're doing what His will is, then then these things just happen, and they can't be explained. So, man, there was a lot in that, and I I, I we're we're right at that half hour, so hopefully you're good. I'm I'm ready to keep rolling if you are. Um, my wife said, my wife said you're going to go over a half hour because you talk too much. So. <laughs> he was right hey i asked the question and you filled in the space and like i told you when 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 uh when i sent you the invite man this is, i'm just providing a stage a microphone and a spotlight this is your show and 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 uh you man you you definitely answered every question i had with within that i think the important thing that everybody needs to realize and i know we get this a lot in our business people think that that they see espn and they see the sideline reporters or they see you know these things like yourself and they think, oh man, I could just go do that now because I got Twitter. No, man, you got to grind. And the point in what I took away from what you just said is I, I counted what you said 2013. So that's seven, seven years at least just to get to where you are today. That's seven years of nights in the gym, nights on the road, eating Taco Bell. I mean, just to recap a lot of what you said, the short version is you had to grind. You had to put in the time. You didn't just become Zach Lear 270 hoops overnight, man, that – that was a lot of investment. And, and so I, and it leads me almost to what I want to ask you next. Um, the thing that I took away from when we met and had lunch that day, you know, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, 40 pounds ago, <laughs> is um, you have a passion and you touched on it a tad bit. And I want you to go back to it because I think, again, this is when you talk about your God given uh, drive and gift, you have a passion for, um, you don't want to just chase down the, the five-star guys all over the country. You, you, it sounds like you've had the opportunity to do that yep. and you, you've experienced that life. Your passion and something I appreciate so much about you is the guys in the inner city that, that are maybe not being seen. The guys that um, maybe not, a, a, and a, no disrespect to UA, UA is obviously a, you know, a powerhouse, a, um, Liberty powerhouse. Like, you know, you can think of all these schools that are powerhouses when it comes to hoops you're going to the gym where it's, it's not a powerhouse or it's not a gym, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you're going to those gyms where the guys may not be on the front page or there may not be a spotlight down there and you are bringing those guys out to where they have an opportunity. Uh, and I think you've said that. You, you want to introduce them to those coaches because they're just as good as a Jay Shantate, as you said. Um, so can you touch on that a little bit? Because that to me, that I took that away from our lunch that day. I've never forgotten it. The passion that I heard from you about those guys is is what I appreciate. I, you know, any, I don't want to say anybody can cover the big schools, but a lot of guys, have, everybody's got Twitter. You know, right. you, you are putting in the work in places that I think in a way that's almost a ministry. Um, to get those guys that opportunity. Is that fair? And can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, no, it's, that's been the passion from day one. It's giving me chills just thinking about like, when I started with Westland, I mean, Westland, no one covered Westland either. Like that was new. It was, it was just cool for, I remember like kids I went to high school with were like making fun of me. Like, why are you covering Westland? You went to Central Crossing. We don't do that. And I'm like, it's not just Central Crossing at this point. Like I enjoy, I genuinely enjoy it. And it was, again, that 2013, 14 season, that was like the defining season for me, as far as my visions, my reasons for doing things. 
Uh, there was a kid that I grew really close with, um, a Kean Frederick that went to Franklin Heights. He had lost like 50 pounds and grown six inches between his junior and senior year. He played JV as a junior, had a great senior year. I went to cover the first game I saw, they played at Olentangy Orange. Um, I think it was like Christmas break. It was like a 2 p.m. game. I went up there. He was amazing. I saw him again um, a couple more times. I can't remember now who they played. I think they played Delaware Hayes and then like Mount Vernon in the tournament. I saw him against Grove City too. They beat Grove City and he was amazing. But I had followed him and through my exposure and I was much, obviously the brand wasn't as big. I had like four or 5,000 Twitter followers maybe back then. Um, but I had written about him being a 6'6 post and took him on his first visit to Owens Community College where he got his first offer up there. Um, he went up there for a year. Some things happened. He was had to leave Owens and um, he helped him. I, I didn't do this all myself, but gave him a nice recommendation to go to Sinclair Community College. Where he goes to Sinclair, he plays two years there. He becomes an All-American, gets a full ride scholarship to Kent State, plays two years at Kent State, and then now he played his first year overseas in Georgia in Europe last year. Like he put the work in, but I don't know if, you know, he becomes a professional basketball player. If I don't go to that own Tangy orange game, like I, I just don't know if that happens because there was just no light being shown, shown on or shined on uh, Franklin Heights at that time. There's another kid like Antonio Givens from West high school in the class of 2016. He West is a program. They still, I don't think they film their games. So if you're a kid at West and, you know, 270 or Cap City Preps or somebody's not coming to your games, chances are you're not getting footage. Like, no one's filming you. Um, he was a kid that I went to a game. It was the same night that I attended a vigil for Marshawn McCarroll, who was one of my best friends, uh, committed suicide back in 2016. We were down at Dodge Park uh, for his vigil, and I was like, I'll go to this West and Linden game. It's just right up Sullivan. I'll just head up there, and we'll catch that game. And Antonio was a monster. He had like 24 points and 15 rebounds. I took a picture of him because I didn't have a camera then, so I'd take like the picture after the game, and he like was flexing. <laughs> and it was so cool. And I wrote that, and some some schools like liked the tweets, and flat, fast, forward, or flat, fast forward like four months later, and it's June, and Wabash Community College, um, Wabash Valley Community College in Indiana sends me a message, and they're like, hey, we're looking for a big man, our big that – commit that we had just decommitted he's going somewhere else do you have anybody and I said uh Antonio Givens from West he's like do you have any film I said no but trust my word like he's he's good enough um and they're like okay we'll take his we'll take your word for it we need a big now we'll we'll offer him tomorrow so I reached out to his um his like mentor Isaac Jefferson I was like hey I just helped Antonio get a scholarship offer please tell him to commit like when he gets it because it was it was like mid-June and he committed. He took the offer. Antonio went there. It's funny. He ended up at Kent State, too. Um, played two years there, went to Kent State, and then transferred and finished at Pittsburgh State this past year from West High School, a kid who was on house arrest as, like, a sophomore for truancy. Used to, have, used to wear a monitor. He had a kid when he was a freshman or sophomore in high school. To go that kid to a college graduate is crazy. And when I met his mom for the first time, it was actually at Buckeye Nissan. It was, like, my second day there. She was buying a car. And she looks over two desks and she's like, are you Zach from two Like, Yeah, that's me. She's like, Oh my God. Like, thank you so much for what you did for Antonio. I didn't know this, but she said at that time, the day he got the call from Wabash Valley, 
he was going to apply to work at a warehouse and his basketball career was over. Like he was going to just end it because he didn't have any offers. And now he's got a college degree. He's been able to travel the country and play basketball for four years after high school. Like it's just when I, when I remember those stories, like I just get chills because it's like, this is what I was born to do. There's so many other stories, so many other kids that I've helped that I'm maybe not thinking about, but it's those two stories that really like stand out in my mind because they were West side kids. I was born, I grew up in Westgate park. I grew up, I, my, my childhood home was across the street from Franklin Heights. So it's like these areas, like I, I came from some of those areas. I didn't maybe have the same struggle as other people, but I still identify with those areas and to help those kids in those areas is crazy. And then to see how it's developed across the whole almost state now is just nuts. And, um, you know, it's just God giving us that platform, but it's, it's hard work too. Like I've been blessed. Don't take, don't get me wrong, but I've worked my ass off to get to this point, you know, covering a hundred games a year, staying up till one, two in the morning, putting in scores and stats and tweeting about all the kids that I see. And then this past year filming for the first time and breaking down that footage and making video content every day and organizing all that stuff and having a database and putting the time in to be organized and, now I have like a staff calendar where we make sure we cover every single school. Like it's just developed and grown organically, but it goes back to those roots of hard work. And I get that from my dad. Um, my, my dad is the ultimate grinder. When I was a senior in high school, I quit playing sports because my mom had a bad back injury. She had to quit working at her job. She was on medication. She wasn't doing well. Her social security benefits had expired. Um, I don't think she got approved for unemployment. And my dad had to take a part-time job on top of his full-time job where he worked 60 hours a week to help pay the bills. And I was working probably 30 hours a week, still in high school. I, I was like, I can't play baseball. I got to go work five days a week. And I paid a couple bills for my parents back then. And it was then that like my work ethic was really born. Seeing my dad literally not sleep from Thursday morning until Saturday morning because he would work Thursday night, stay up, go to work Friday, work Friday night work Saturday morning and then he would finally go to sleep I always thought early on I'm like if he can do that I can stay up and write this report about a game like it's trivial at that point it's not real life struggle it's still work but that's where that that hard work and passion and really work ethic was born and I've just taken that and I, I just I still have a chip on my shoulder I, I still work now like I'm that kid that nobody knew trying to get on the radar and I think that's been the key to our success and, and I, and again, I, you, you've covered a lot of, you had, I had a ton of questions for you and you covered a lot of them as you've gone along. And one of them was, you know, um, working, I wanted to know, were you still working full-time? So you are, um, you know, how many hours a week you're in the gym. And so I think you, you touched on that as well. And so, um, and that's what I want people, I know you got, you got a pretty large following. Um, and, and, you know, if any of those guys are watching this, I want them to know that I don't think it's just, not only in the gym do you have to grind and, and work hard to get the dreams that you have outside of the gym. I think a lot of people, like I said, they see SPN, they see college game day, whatever it is, they have this dream that they want to be that. And you can be that, but understand there are so many rings on the ladder before you get there. Nobody just turns around and unless you're a former athlete, then I think a lot of times they get a little pass and they get to be, you know, uh, they get to be assigned, <laughs> they get that uh, assignment long before guys like you and myself have to work really, really hard to get into any kind of space that we want to be into. So uh, again, that's why I'm so impressed by you and all, all the work that you've done. I could literally talk to you for hours because I have so many more questions and I love uh, the back, uh, seeing behind the curtain, 
at 270. And like I said, everything you guys touch, it, it, it and I'm 10,000 feet away, but everything I see that you guys touch turns to gold. And that's, that's impressive. But again, it comes at a, at a price of very hard work on your hat on your behalf. And so I, I give you a lot of credit for that. Um, and I love that you give God credit for that. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so uh, we probably got to fly through a couple of different things. Um, I'll be quick. I'll be, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. All right, all right. Cause you, Hey, you said you got you, your wife's waiting on you for reality TV. So that's right. <laughs> all right. And I got to keep that marriage strong. Um, all right. So um, first thing, uh, so let's do, let's do bullet questions. Um, first one. Um, let's see. What's your coolest memory in, in, of the seven years now, I guess you've been doing this coolest memory, you know, coolest memory. Let's go there. I'd say uh, the play-by-play classic this past year at Nationwide Arena with our logo on the jumbotron all over the arena, and then LeBron James like sitting across across the way from me, and then then saying like shout out to 270 Hoops for their coverage of Central Ohio High School basketball, and LeBron like I'm not his biggest fan, but he heard it, and I just thought that was pretty cool. So that would be my coolest memory so far. That's very cool. I had an earlier podcast um, with a friend of mine in Charlotte and at the All-Star, he works for a nonprofit and at the All-Star game, they won LeBron's $350,000 charity donation. Uh, So very cool. So now I've gotten LeBron mentioned on two podcasts and again, MJ's still the GOAT. All right. uh, right, Let me ask you. I wore the Carolina blue, by the way. I know you're a big Carolina fan. That's my guy, man. But you did mention Kentucky and Duke earlier and I I just let it go. I let it go and I just didn't. (laughs) Cause you know, you didn't mention Roy. All right. So have you ever mentioned, have you ever met Roy Williams? Uh, I have like not, we didn't talk, but I was in the same place as him and he was right behind me when he came to watch Jeremiah Francis and Sterling Manley against St. Charles in the regional semifinals back in 2017. So have met him. The, the, I've met Calipari and I've talked to Calipari for a while. And the coolest thing as far as the coaches, I got a text yesterday. that said, Hey Zach, this is Chris Holtman. Are you free? And we talked yesterday for like 25 minutes. So that, when I was telling the story about meeting Thad Mata and being like over the moon, now it's to the point where the current Ohio State coach like reached out to me and wanted to talk to me. It's just, it's, it's it shows what God can do. Um, because I, I read, I've been reading um, Exodus recently and I had just finished up Genesis and you, know, you read the story about Joseph and it, it's kind of similar where, you know, Joseph was sold into slavery and becomes the, you know, king of Egypt. Like that shows what God can do when, when he puts something in you and you just got to keep trusting that and following that. So, that's where I draw a lot of inspiration from. Man, that's that's awesome. I, I, I appreciate that, again, you're using your platform uh, for a much larger cause than yourself. And, and so, again, in case you haven't noticed, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a Zach Beer fan. And then you come Carolina on. I mean, what, can I, what else can I say? Uh, all right, uh, keeping with it. So, two, two, uh, 2020 preview. Uh, and, again, and we'll, we'll fly through it. 2020 preview, who do you got? Assuming COVID doesn't destroy high school basketball, who you got? So I think the top two teams in Division One will be Gahanna Lincoln, Thomas Worthington. They return the most talent. Um, when you got Sean Jones leading the way for Gahanna, you always got a chance to win. But they have some studs, uh, Jarius Jones, Javen Simmons, Macia Williams. They got pieces at Gahanna, and they have Tony Stive running the show. So look out for them. Um, Thomas Worthington, they return a star-studded cast of Jalen Sollinger, Tyrese Huey, Isaac Settles, Amari Effiong. And they have two sophomores um, in Joey Zalewski, Caleb Miller, that are big-time players. And they got a transfer that moved in from the, out of state um, named Curran Williams, who's a 6'4", beefy guard who will help them. I mean, if he's a role player for them, like not many guys will have a role player like that. So look out for Thomas Worthington. The OCC has changed divisions too, so they don't have to play Hoyer Bradley twice a year. 
their biggest competition in conference will probably be Dublin Jerome, which shout out to my boy, Richie Beard, but they're not Hillary Bradley. So Thomas Worthington's in a position to really run the table this year. Um, Westerville Central is, I know they lost Quincy Clark to prep school, but they return a team that won a district title last year. Um, Tassos Cook is their best player. Um, they have a couple young guys that I'm excited about. Um, Donovan Hunter is a sophomore, six seven, that's got a lot of potential. Uh, that's a chance to be a really good player. And then Miles Poindexter, the kid I think could come on the radar, six six junior, shoots the lights out. So Westerville Central has got some pieces. And I like a sleeper pick. I got two sleeper picks. Olentangy Liberty is one of them. Um, you know, they lost in the district semifinals last year, but yeah, Greg Nossman is one of the best coaches. And they got a transfer, um, Cooper Davis from Reynoldsburg, who his, his father, Scott, was the coach at Reynoldsburg. He's not the coach there anymore. Cooper's lived in that neighborhood the whole time. So now he's going back to his neighborhood school. When he was in eighth grade, uh, their middle school team went undefeated and they beat Sean Jones' Gahanna team. So a lot of those guys are still on that team and they still got Henry Hinkle, Andrew Wade, Cam Barkas. They got pieces at Liberty. Look out for them. And uh, your local boys, Hilliard Davidson, is got some pieces now that are going to make them intriguing. Jared Frey, in my opinion, is the number two guy in that 2022 class behind Sean Jones. He's a stud. He's going to light the OCC on fire. Um, they got him, and they got a transfer out of state, um, Jaden Nervous, who's a 6'6", freak athlete junior, jumps out of the gym. I've heard he's got Division One potential. You put those two together – Ryan Paris is a rising junior that I really like, six foot three. He shoots the lights out. And then keep an eye on Peyton Frey, Jared's brother, um, six foot six, sophomore post. He's a throwback post. He can score over either shoulder, but he can also stretch the floor and bury the three ball. You got those pieces, and Coach Congrove is great. Um, he's young. We go to the same church. Shout out one church. Uh, <laughs> I love Coach Congrove. He's a man of Jesus. And they got some pieces. And in the city league, don't sleep on Walnut Ridge. Um, I know they they lost a lot to graduation, but they got some pieces coming back through, you know, either transfers or guys that have moved in. Um, they got some pieces in that 22 class, and they have one of the top um, rising freshmen um, that they got. They're going to be there in the city league, and they could, you know, cause a ruckus once again. They won their first district title in five years last year, um, so look out for them. And that's my Division One preview. I'm sure there's other teams I've missed. I didn't talk about the Pickerington's. Pick Central is going to be loaded, as always. Um, you can never sleep on them. Pick North still has pieces, even if Jack Sawyer is not going to play. So Central Ohio is not short on talent. You know, it's everywhere you look. Hilliard Bradley as well. They lost Matt Alaco and Chris Mayfield to, to graduation. But, you know, we still got Keaton Norris and A.J. Mergen in the backcourt with Tayshawn Mayfield. Look out for Bradley. And the last thing I'll say is that OCC Central Division – is an absolute gauntlet. We're seeing it in football. Um, but when you bring together Hilliard Bradley, Dublin Kaufman, Hilliard Davidson, Upper Arlington, Olentangy Orange, Olentangy Liberty, every one of those programs is good. Every single one. So, yeah, Davidson may be a surprise, but don't be surprised if the winner in that division loses four games because it could happen because Kaufman's always good. UA is always good. Orange is always going to compete. Liberty is always going to compete. And now Davidson has the pieces to compete. So, it's going to be a fun season, assuming we get one. I'm praying that we do. But with the way football is looking right now, it seems like we could have at least 15 to 16 games at minimum. So, Yeah, and I think the Ohio High School Association, I don't want to make that announcement, but I thought I saw somewhere where they said it was going to winners ago. So that's yes. fantastic. We'll steam ahead as of now. Doug Ute, the new uh, deputy executive commissioner, whatever. Full steam ahead. And shout out to Doug Ute. He was one of the first OHSA people that approved me for credentials for the district tournament back in like 2013. So shout out to him. I'm still forever thankful for that. I got to get into the barn and cover game on press row. So 
Couldn't have done it without Doug. Yeah, man. And, and, and again, we, we could talk all night, I think. Um, and and you, you did a little pregame warm-up for me. I got Coach Cogrove on tomorrow, which will who knows yeah. will actually go up online. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to Coach tomorrow. Um, I want to talk about, obviously, the uh, – gosh, what is it now? The 2019 uh, run that they had that was almost Hoosiers-like, right? I mean, I, wanted, I wanted that team, man. I, Christian, yeah. the Gilliland kid was just like – another guy that just came out of nowhere and the favorite game I covered that year was when they beat Bradley on the road. Last second shot, right? Last, it was, that game was amazing. It that was, was March Madness game for a high school team. But uh, yeah, so we got a lot to talk about. And, uh, and my son was on that team, uh, loves those guys and uh, literally still keeps in touch with those guys. That team was different. It was special. And that's what I want to talk to coach about tomorrow. So, um, all right. Last thing before you go to your reality shows. <laughs> um, all right. hey, I enjoy them too. Like, don't just make it seem like my wife make. Like, oh, it's all good, I, man. I, I can watch some Love Island. I I enjoy it. I watch the Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Like, I'm not gonna act like, oh, I'm the man's man. I don't. Know. I watch that stuff. It's entertaining. Happy wife, happy life, man. And right. I think last time we met, I don't even know if you were married yet. If I remember, I think you were getting ready to get married. I think you were engaged, or you were that, newly married. That was uh 2018. So you're right. Yeah, I wasn't married yet. I was engaged at that time. So that's correct. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Last thing before I let you go, you've been doing those showcase events. And I, I, am I saying that right? The, uh, you've yep. been hosting those or can you talk about those in, in the, the, the two minutes that we have? Um, can you talk about those? Because I know those have been really, really taken off for you as well. Yeah. So those started in June um, with our challenge series. Basically, it's a live stream event. Um, Elevate Basketball Academy in Dublin, Sevi Steveroff and Matt Steveroff have been very um, kind and allowed us to use that facility. Um, Ohio Media School, Adam Dell, Score and Error, they've done the broadcast for us. But basically, I've invited 20 kids every single time, one court, four teams. And we did five of those over the course of the summer for different classes. And we had, we've had 16 different kids across the area and even other parts of the state that have got new scholarship offers since those events because college coaches can watch live. I carry that over to the summertime or the, the fall time with our Proving Ground series. And it means exactly that because the difference between this event and the other ones is there's no clock. You play to 13. You have to hit a free throw to win after you hit 13. And the winner stays on the court. The first one to win seven games wins the event. So with that, it's extremely competitive. The past one, the teams were so balanced and it was the parity was so crazy that I had to cap it to six wins because it was 445. We started at 2 p.m. And all three teams had five wins. And I'm like, we have to get out of here by five. So I'm not going to be able to get this done next game. First team to six wins, and um, it's been extremely competitive. Um, I've done a top 20 event two weeks ago. This past week was the 2023 challenge with 24 players in that class. And then this week I have a small college challenge for 2021 prospects that want to be seen in front of Division III, NAIA, JUCO, NCCAA, USCAA coaches. That's what will be coming this week. I have kids, two from Moeller, one from Marion Local. I got um, kids coming from all over the state, and even a kid flying in from Philadelphia – whose dad reached out to me on Facebook months ago. I was like, hey, I see you're doing these live stream events. My son would love to play in them. He's getting interest from Winthrop and Coastal Carolina, and there's nothing for him to play in out here. He goes to school outside of Philadelphia, so they're flying in on Sunday to play in this event. So it's reached all over the country. I've had over probably 300 colleges that have watched one of these events, and there's been schools that have said, yeah, we've offered kids and invited kids on visits from your events that we didn't know before. So that's the purpose. And the coolest thing from that is I haven't charged a kid a dime to play in any of those. They've been free to play. And the only thing we charge for is for the post-game highlight tapes and stuff that 
you know, you're already on the live stream, so that's just additional stuff. And even those are cheap, you know, we were not charging Armour Lake for that. So it's all affordable. It's all for the kids and all for, you know, getting them recruited and putting Central Ohio on a bigger map and a bigger radar. So. And that's, that, that's fantastic, Zach. And, and I, I lied. I had one more question for you. Well, actually one more thing for you, but let me, let me, before I forget that, because my mind's only so, so big, um, man, you, you, um, you could have got rich a long time ago. Um, I've seen this. I, I've, I've been in this space enough to see that there, there are people that charge arms and legs to get, you know, to families for them to achieve the, the hopes that they might have. Uh, I think, and you've been, you've been in there long enough. You've seen it too. Yeah. You're not doing that, man. And, and I appreciate that about you. You, you could have been rich a long time ago. You could have walked away from your full-time job and done this full-time because you're charging so much money and you're not doing that. And I mean that so, so much. I hope you know that. And I, I hope anybody that's listening hears that from me. Um, you could have, you could have done this and just been in the system, but you're not, and you're different. And I, that's why I was excited about tonight. So last thing to, to leave everybody with before we jump off, um, links, uh, to where, where can people find you, email you, anything you want to share, man, here's the mic, uh, mama out <laughs> your stage. So you can find our website, uh, 270hoops.com. You can see some of the articles. If you really want to follow us, you, you got to find us on social media because that's, we've changed, we've evolved as a brand to do a lot of social media, you know, content with videos and photos and things like that. So follow us on Instagram, 270hoops on Instagram. That's our biggest platform. Uh, follow us on YouTube. You can find all the live stream events that we've ran over the past three months or so. Um, you can find football content too on our 270 sports channel. Um, we got some YouTube videos from that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 270 Hoops. And then for me on Twitter, uh, Zach Fleer 270. Everything, uh, I, I think I'm a good follow. I post a lot of informative stuff and um, bad jokes here and there. But <laughs> and one thing about a bad joke, so I made a joke uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, I was watching Oklahoma City Thunder. And I was like, hey, remember when Darius Baisley and Dan Gooden were both Ohio State commits? Like, man, those are good times. Because seeing where they're at now, like, it would have been great if they went to Ohio State. Well, when Chris Holtman called me yesterday, he brought that tweet up. <laughs> and he's like, I think you were joking. I'm like, dude, I, I just swear I was kidding. I swear I was kidding. So I have to watch some of the jokes that I make because even the head coach of Ohio State isn't noticing. So, um, but yeah, follow me on Twitter there and you can find all the content. But like you said, I work a full-time job for a reason. It's not that I can't figure out how to make money. Like I, I know how I could do it, but I'd never want to sacrifice kind of the vision and, and the morals that I have. Because I feel if I do that, like, God's not going to be happy. And I've had people tell me, like, oh, God wouldn't have a problem if you charge. And I'm like, well, unless God tells me that, then I, I'm, I'm not listening to it. Like, I, I just, I'm passionate about providing things affordable, making things affordable. Because when you do that, you can get all the kids that you need. And you can, your, your impact can be tenfold. And I, I trust that the money somewhere along the line is going to be taken care of. And if I'm meant to work full time at this, It'll happen until then. I'm just going to keep grinding and keep trusting God and, you know, see what happens. Man. And, 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 and again, I'll tell you, this is a guy that's 40 pounds and 20 years down the road, probably 20 plus years down the road. Uh, man, you're doing everything the right way. Um, you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, you're, you, we're going to jump off here. You're going to go spend time with your wife watching a reality show. I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm really not. I, I, no, I, trust me, I'm man, that, the day. that's important. Like how many guys get on and say, I got to, Hey, Hey, I hard stop at this time. Cause I'm going to go spend time with my wife. Uh, your priorities are all in the right place. 
Um, everything you're doing is, is effective and it's effective for a reason. I think God's honoring that. And I appreciate that you've put him in first uh, and, and not only, you know, in your life, but also on Twitter and on this, on this call, um, on this podcast, I guess I should say, um, man, I, I appreciate all that. I appreciate you taking the time for me um, because again, you're the most powerful guy in high school basketball. I don't care what anybody else tells me. Uh, I'm going to take that with me because that's, that's what I believe. Uh, I'll probably see you in a gym here or there. I hope. Um, and, um, I'm just thankful for you taking the time today. And, and I think people are going to appreciate the story of 270 hoops. I know I do, if nothing else, if nobody else watches this, know that I appreciate you spending a little time with me today, sharing your story. And, uh, you know, I'm a fan and especially cause you work Carolina blue. What, what else, what else is right. it? Um, no, man, you're, you're my guy. I appreciate it. Anything I can do to help you. However that looks, man, I'm, I'm, I'm always here to help, uh, to help Zach Fleer, DJ Zach Fleer. And uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Go watch your show with your wife and uh, I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. All right, man. I will see you after, Aaron. Thanks, man. Thank you.